I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the patron-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good friend and we discuss the top five of a topic of our choice today. It's my good friend, it's Grace Jarvis back. Yay. Hey, I'm back. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How, how's lockdown going for you? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But we'll, we're, everyone just says fine. Yeah. There's no other way to say because otherwise I have to get into how I've like given up on all my ambitions for my youth and the career I thought I was going to have and, you know, so <laughs> it's too much. I am the same in terms of going, oh, I should have really enjoyed those things while I had them. I really, I didn't know. I didn't know. And one of the books, that, what we're going to talk about today is books. And one of the quotes yeah. I found from one of the books sums what I'm talking about up perfectly, but we'll get to that later. So we're talking fiction works, works fiction. of fiction, yeah. mm-hmm. made, up, made up stories if you're in primary school. <laughs> which always used to make me – I couldn't get how non-fiction and fiction – I could never get my head around that early primary school. Just like So what the non-fiction ones are real and the fiction ones are fake. What should yeah, the real one be? Yeah, because it sounds like non-fiction the, should yeah. be not true. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. It doesn't make sense. My mum's a librarian, so she drilled it in. Yeah, well, I, I – <laughs> I worked as one and tried to drill it into as many kids as I, I taught as well. So your mum your mom was a librarian. So I'm guessing you had books around the house all the time. All the time, yeah. I've just – I have more books than I have – I have so many books. I'm, yeah. I was – yeah, my mum is a real reader, so I was also – my sister wasn't really, and I would have to, like, hide yeah. from her in order to read – and my mom, my sister would get upset and be like, "She's reading. Make her play with me." And I'd be like, "I'm, I'm in a cupboard. Like, leave me alone." Yeah, I remember once my dad said to me, "I, I reckon I would have been in high, maybe early high school. I was reading a book, and Dad was like, what are you doing that for? Go outside and play. It's a beautiful day. Get outside.'" Which is such a weird. Like, I understand with video games, you're wasting your time. Sure, but like to read a book. For a I guess young he's just worried about your school. like vitamin D levels, or ah, oh, I doubt. I doubt. I think he just wanted to watch something on TV. If I go outside, I'm only going to pretend I'm in a book. So you know, I might as well do it. No, here. my mine would have been go outside and have a fight with my brothers. That's what yeah. it would have been. But I like we, we were read to a lot when we were young, like pictures books, mm. and then nothing really. Like there was no no chapter books around the house. Oh, man. Nothing like that. Like we had like a few because I don't remember ever seeing my parents sit down and read. Like my mum does now that we're all at the house. <laughs> she's not busy. No, exactly. Yeah, she's not busy. But it was that thing I never saw them reading. Whereas my wife's family, they're always sitting around reading. Yeah, my my parents are always sitting around reading. My mum is always yeah. always audiobooks in the car. I'm an early adopter yeah. of audiobooks. I used to get them from the library. 
um because my mom is a librarian so she'd just bring them home for me and she'd just bring home yeah. the same ones all the time that i loved on cd or cassette yeah. Yeah. um i think i, I have it's... a lot of books where it's like this book is actually better in audiobook form you know yeah. it brings yeah. something to it <laughs> Yeah, we're reading to my kids. There's a series called Mr. Gum by a guy called Andy Stanton. It's super funny. Like the kids' books, if you're a, if you're a parent out there with kids age between like five to ten, these books are genuinely actually funny, and it's not just like potty humor. It's very very wordy, but very like almost like you know how sometimes Sean McAuliffe or uh, who, people like us that's true, where they kind of the words go around in circles, the sentences go around in circles, and then it's like that's where the humor is that's what this is but for kids it's it's super super funny but um we is this the um mega monster ones it's david williams no no it's called uh mr gum by andy stanton so we tried we tried reading the david williams ones but they all start off not the ones we started off the boy in the dress started off with the the mum dying and the son the the brothers fighting because one of them was crying and we were in and my sons were like no not this one don't like this one and i'm like all right i get it Oh, yeah. But we were um, we discovered that, I don't know if it's just uh, Melbourne libraries, but the local libraries, uh, you can get audiobooks from there, like just like, on the app. On the app. But for, it's weird that they d- disappear after a month because you've got to return them and you actually have to physically go on the app and return it yourself, which I'm like going, it's just like, it's just ones and zeros. Surely just let you let you keep it on the app, store it on the app. And yeah, but yeah, they only have like the license for certain a number of them to be listened to at once. But yeah, yeah it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, there's like hacks. You can do hacks. Yeah, so you yeah. get to like keep them longer. But yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm bougie at this point in my life. I just buy them on Audible. I'm, <laughs> you know, I have that kind of. I've got Audible income. Audible money. Yeah, <laughs> not right. to brag. <laughs> so we're gonna go through these books now. I did my list, and then as I was doing all the research on like finding quotes and stuff, like I realized that two of them are very similar, but we'll get to that. Like, okay, so the first one I've chosen. Now this, I know this guy's been cancelled, but I do love this book. It's uh, <laughs> Jonathan Safran Foer's Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Now, okay, I when I first read this, I loved it so much. Now, if you didn't know, have you read it? I haven't. Okay, so they made a film with the Tom Hanks. that um, decided that he and Natalie Portman were dating? Yeah, yeah, it's so great. So <laughs> for those who don't know, so... Saffron Foer wrote a book called Eating Animals and it's like uh, an account of how he and his then wife and child were vegan and they were like, hey, we want to look into, we're raising a child, we want to see if it's actually sustainable and ethical to raise him as a vegan. And so he looked into how food is uh, packaged and marketed and produced and was like, yeah, everyone's got to be vegetarian at the very least. Anyway, uh, and it's like people who are, I eat fish, that book is like fish is the worst. How they f- how they farm fish is so bad. And once the ocean's gone, we're gone. And I've no I've never read it because I'm like I know it's bad. I don't want to feel shit. Okay, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm okay. Yeah. I can't. I mean, in lockdown, all I've been reading is children's fantasy novels yeah. because it's all I can handle. Yeah, exactly. I want to escape. That's what I picked yeah. up a book for. But uh, so Natalie Portman bought the rights to make it as a film, and right. so they would meet up, and then he just sent this email to her saying, I've left my wife, we can be <laughs> together now. And she then CC'd the film company and her manager and his manager or whatever it was and was like, hey, this is all one-sided. I have no idea what this man is talking about. Uh, this is just a 
uh, I was in awe of him in terms of his talent, but it was nothing sexual. There was no, yeah. And I just, I don't want him in the room when we're uh, working on this. And then I think they dropped the, dropped the uh, film altogether. Fair enough. Yeah. But it was great. But when you read this though, so the very, I'll read you the first, um, but it says, so for Nicole, which was his ex-wife at the Mm. time was his wife. Great. He's only in, like, he's just written here. It's just one, like four words. My idea of beautiful, which for a writer, it's not very. Fuck you. It's a not very nice way to talk to you. Hey, you're. Oh you're, my god. You're my idea of beautiful. If I was that wife, <laughs> I would be so upset. Especially That's so mean. He's a writer as well. Like you can cut, <laughs> take a take a draft, a second draft, Jonathan. But it's oh man. Um, that editor was like, "Fuck this yeah, guy! I'm yeah. not, I'm not helping him." Yeah, it's a real like One Direction. You don't know you're beautiful, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, say like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, or like yeah, you know, my mo, you know, my great love, yeah. or you know, yeah. um, you can make it personal without making it a proper uh, insult. <laughs> but this, uh, so this book is it is amazing. Like as much as he seems like a massive dickhead, it is a brilliant mm. book. Uh, okay. So it's all about. So it's one of these books where there's a few different characters that you kind of uh, following around. The main one is a nine-year-old Oscar whose father dies in 9-11 and uh, the mother's grieving and it's, it's written from his, so it's one of those unreliable narrators kind of a bit like um, what's the dog in the nighttime? That curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. Similar, similar kind of thing, but this one, this kid's a uh, a lot more precocious. Uh, Right. And less autistic. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, But I'll, I'll read you a quote, which it's, how he writes is very kind of, I guess you could say whimsical, but I guess because it's from a nine-year-old's perspective, it's going to be a little bit whimsical in that yeah. kind of thing. But it's just, here's a quote. So in bed that night, I invented a special drain that would be underneath every pillow in New York and would connect it to the reservoir. Reservoir. Whenever people cry themselves to sleep, the tears would all go to the same place. And in the morning, the weatherman could report if the water level of the reservoir of tears had gone up or down. And you could know if New York is in heavy boots. And it's just like a lovely little... Thing of going, and because he's an inventor in his mind, uh, Oscar, and so he, all through the book, there's little inventions that he's kind of coming up with. But then, it's one of those books where, and this is a few, three of the books in in my list is like, do you know when you get to the like the last fifty pages and you're like, I just, I don't want this to finish, but I really want to get to the end. Mm. Yeah. Well, this yes. book, this book is like that, and the last like fifteen pages are just pictures. And so it's one of those songs where you think you've got so much more to go and then you get to it and you're like, but what? This is, oh, I've, I've finished the book and I thought I had like another like 10 minutes reading time. But um, I won't give away the very end, but it's one of those things where it's like you read it and you're like, oh, that's, that is beautiful. But it is a great book. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close by Jonathan Safran Foa. My number five. Great. Okay. Your great number work. five. Um, I think I have a lot. This is very hard to do this. Um, uh, I have I, I gathered a bunch of books and then I realized I had way more than five. But um, I think right. my number five is The Bell Jar uh, cool. um, by Sylvia Plath, which is, I don't know, it's a classic. So it's like, it's almost dumb to recommend. But I, 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 I read this book when I was 19, which is like the perfect age to read this yeah um it's i finally understood how all those boys who like are obsessed with catcher in the rye 
felt i was like that this is that for me where i was like oh she gets it and the reason she gets it is because she's mentally ill um and the good thing about the good thing about the bell jar as opposed to catch on the right no one killed a beetle after reading the bell jar like they did catch on the right exactly so that is very true even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.